The following is a hoop bowl presentation. that weekend people what's up hoop ballers it's me josh millman it's today in sports betting your almost weekend edition of hoop balls today in sports betting hit us up on twitter at hoop ball gaming you can hit me up at josh millman and you can hit my partner up at d-a-l-e-007 please welcome back the anti-billy packer Devin Ellington. Devin, what's up, dude? <laughs> hey, Josh. How's it going? It's going, man. You like that, the anti-Billy Packer, because I have officially declared Fridays mid-major Fridays with Devin. Yes, I appreciate that. I love it. Good. We're, we'll, we'll stick it. It's, it's not, we, we might need to pare down the wording a little bit. We'll need to find <laughs> something catchy, catchier than mid-majors Friday. But, you know, I don't know. Maybe we'll call it Billy Packer Friday just as, like, an homage to the anti uh, mid-major sentiment that he carried, but ah, we'll give it some thought and listeners. If you have any ideas, feel free to hit us up. Um, But we got a big old NBA slate tonight. We obviously are going to talk about some college hoops into this weekend as we get closer to the tournament. And at the same time, baseball's a common baseball's a common. So we're actually going to talk a little bit about baseball. Throw some futures out there, maybe. And if you guys are listening, yeah, we cover all sports. So if there are any baseball fans out there who happen to be listening to this and you guys like betting baseball, hit us up on Twitter. Let's talk. Maybe there's some guest spots. Who knows? We'll see. We'll discuss that with the great Dan Bespris offline. But um, let us know because we're going to keep this trucking along. Uh, with today in sports betting throughout the NBA season and beyond into baseball season as well. So we got to talk about our partners at mybookie.ag. That is where we are going to be placing all of our bets here at today in sports betting, mybookie.ag. You deposit now and use the promo code today. That is the word today, T-O-D-A-Y. You will get a 50% match on your initial deposit up to $1,000. It's free money, folks. Head on over to mybookie.ag and sign up. Tell them Hoopball sent you. They've been great partners of ours. They care about their customers, and they offer odds and lines on just about anything that you can possibly think of. Any sport, any piece of action, it's there. It's all at mybookie.ag. So, again, promo code is TODAY. T-O-D-A-Y, and it's up to $1,000 in match on your initial deposit using that promo code T-O-D-A-Y. Devin, sir, let's get into our NBA slate, and let's run everything down, and we will, of course, get into our college hoops as well as our MLB futures. Are you ready, buddy? I'm absolutely ready. I know you are. (laughs) <laughs> I know you are. For the folks listening, Devin trimmed his beard, so he's a little lighter on his feet today. Uh, so he's ready to go. 
More aerodynamic. A little more aer- – yes, I love that. Let Less <laughs> drag on the face for yes. all you NASCAR fans out there. Um, let's begin with the Minnesota Timberwolves traveling to Orlando to take on the Magic. Not a very exciting game here, but the Magic are seven-and-a-half-point favorites. The over-under is 234-and-a-half. The Magic have won two in a row. The Timberwolves – Less so. They don't win as much. What should I say? They're, you know, so actually they have won in a row. Who am I kidding? They beat the Heat in Miami, which was a bit of a stunner. So, but they hadn't won prior to that. So, sorry for uh, getting caught up in that. So, they, they have won. I shouldn't say that. They just don't do it very frequently. So, they're traveling to Orlando now, staying in the great state of Florida um, with the other Florida men down there. So the, the Magic have been better as of late. They beat the Nets uh, in a very crucial Eastern uh, Conference spot. And um, playing better ball of late. Uh, they are, though, pretty lousy at home against the spread, 10-18-1. The Wolves, as we've noted, are terrible at home against the spread, but on the road they're a 500 team against the spread. Uh, it's not a game I'm all that enthused about, uh, but um, – I don't know, Devin, you might be. So what do you think? You know, I uh, hate that you put that bad juju on me. No, I'm, I'm not really enthused on this game. It's uh, it, it's it's one of those games that's going to have two pretty ugly styles of play. Um, both teams just can't get it done against the spread right now, so it's just going to be a complete coin toss. They recently played on February 7th, and, um, you know, it's just um, – a, a game that, you know, they're just kind of cycling over what they scored last time they played into the total. They combined for 234 points last time they played. And um, the line is 233.5. And both teams shot pretty high as far as field goal percentage. I don't see that happening this time through. Orlando shot 54%. So that's probably going to drop a good amount. Um, I look at it probably going under, even though – both teams are trending to the overs in their last 10. Both are seven and three, um, seven, two, and one for Orlando. Um, I think it's kind of a trap line on that total. They take the points from what the team scored last time, the trends of what they've been doing. Um, but, you know, th- these two teams just aren't <laughs> really scoring the ball a lot right now. Uh, Orlando's got capable defense, so. No official play and probably not even really a comfortable lean on the uh, under 233 and a half. But if that's any, uh, if any action is going to be taken for me on this game, it will be on that under. I, I, I don't want, I want nothing to do with this game. I'm sorry. We're still, I'm just I literally, I read in like in order in which the times of the game start. And that's the only seven o'clock game we have tonight. So I, I go with that. Um, so sorry, it's been it's such a uh, a bad juju game as you say, but um, I yeah, Carl Anthony Towns still out of this one. It's just not a, not going to be a game that I am going to pay much attention to, either just from a basketball standpoint or from a a betting standpoint. There's just too many ways that that game can go haywire. Moving on, we will hit the Brooklyn Nets traveling to Atlanta to take on the Hawks. Brooklyn is somehow favored by three in this one. Um, 
I mean, they're they're. Uh, I mean, obviously, other than Kyrie and Kevin Durant, they're they're mostly healthy. Um, Atlanta is going to be without uh, Bembry, Capella. Trey Young is questionable in this one. Uh, he's got an illness, so we got to keep our eye on that because obviously Trey Young being in or out is going to drastically affect this line. The Nets have lost two in a row and have done so in absolutely brutal fashion. I am a Nets fan and watching them right now is just painful. Uh, Blowing leads against the likes of the Magic and Wizards in consecutive games. The Hawks, on the other hand, I mean, obviously we know that as a whole they're not a good team. They've lost two in a row, but they are feisty, especially at home. They are very, where they're actually very good against the spread at home, uh, 17, 11, and 1. But obviously the availability of Trey Young is going to have a pretty dramatic effect on that uh, and this line. Devin, this is another game that could go either which way. The Nets do play tough and then just absolutely lose things in the fourth quarter. What do you, what do you think here? Yeah, so – Trey Young, obviously, as you uh, mentioned, I'm going to couple that statement. You know, it's it's important to know what he's going to do as far as tonight. Um, it is an illness. I've read some reports that said that he's, you know, because he's on my fantasy team, so I, 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 <laughs> I keep track of him a little bit more. But uh, it looks like that he's got a decent shot at playing tonight. Um, you know, honestly, there's really no angle here. For me, um, Atlanta is good against the spread at home, especially if they have Trey Young in that lineup. I could see them being able to beat this Brooklyn team. You know, uh, Atlanta's been playing some tough competition lately. You know, they, they've gone and played uh, Miami and Dallas. They picked up a win in both of those games. Uh, they, however, lost to Orlando twice and Cleveland. They beat the Knicks, lost by five to the Celtics. Um, and then lost by eight to the Celtics again. So, I mean, they've been playing uh, some competition here. Uh, Philly recently beat them. It's just really weird teams matching up tonight. And, um, you know, I'm not comfortable on any angle on this game. Uh, Brooklyn's actually top ten, top five in defensive metrics as far as their last five are concerned. So, if anything, I could see Brooklyn clamping down, um, you know, getting some extra turnovers late in the game and, uh, you know, winning this by more than one possession. But, you know, I haven't had success betting on the Brooklyn Nets this year. So stay away game for me. Yeah, they're, they've been all over the map. They've been one of the most frustrating teams in the entire league at this point. And I just, as a fan, I'm frustrated as a better, I'm frustrated. It's there. They, they've been really hard to get a gauge on. Uh, I'm sure Ira's prediction model is breaking itself at this point. If things change and if Trey young is in or out, I'm sure that news will affect that line. And if we decide we lean or have an opinion, we, of course, will post everything on Twitter at Hootball Gaming. Moving on, the Charlotte Hornets are at Toronto, north of the border, to take on the Raptors. The line here is pretty big. It's 13 and a half in favor of the Raptors, as it should be, the over-under, 215. The Hornets... They they beat the Knicks recently. They had gotten absolutely demolished 
in their previous two games against the Pacers and Nets. The Raptors um, took a beating to the Bucks, but everyone's taking a beating to the Bucks. But they were taking care of business otherwise. Um, you know, just after the break. So a home game with a big spread. This this is a game that, on paper, the Raptors should be able to handle pretty easily. But again, that's a big line. And you know, you know us with the back doors and, and the fears of that. And so is there a potential play beyond the full game? I will say that the Raptors are 19 and 12 at home against the spread. And they've been seeing lines this big, so that wouldn't be surprising. The Hornets are, aren't bad on the road. They're a 500 team against the spread on the road. But still, they're not exactly playing inspiring basketball right now so is this a game Devin that we want to look at are are we doing any like of those first half first quarter things uh that we love so much you know I haven't had a chance to really dig into the first half first quarter stuff for tonight's slate but just off the top of my head here um Toronto want to see where they kind of lay as far as uh ATS records so they are 32 and 26 uh in the first half uh, against the spread, six and four in their last ten, and the uh, Hornets are also six and four, but with a negative point differential. Um, and then as far as um, their overall record, they're twenty seven, twenty nine, and one. So you know it's pretty close in that regard. Um, you know it's one of those things that I think the full game actually is going to have more value because. Uh, Charlotte can maybe break it down for a half. And, um, you know, they are without Malik Monk, though. He is suspended now. So he, they lose some depth there. So I think that will hurt them longer uh, as the game goes along. Uh, so I think, you know, this is weird for me to say because I usually don't like laying these big spreads, but Charlotte's terrible. <laughs> Toronto is <laughs> the number one rated defensive team in the NBA over the last five Um and their top three on the season. So I look for that home crowd to, you know, stifle the Charlotte Hornets. I look for Toronto's defense to come out and uh, put the clamps down. Uh, and Charlotte's lack of depth is really going to hurt them, I think. Uh, so, you know, I want to see if I can get it bet down a point, maybe point and a half, and then jump on it. But as of right now, we're talking about 14. And I could see uh, – Toronto making that happen, maybe even winning by 20. Um, it's just two different, uh, you know, just drastically different uh, ball clubs here as far as production, talent, and coaching. Gotcha. Nope, I'm with you. Just, again, sometimes just don't overthink it. It's, you know, it might be a big line, but just one team is really good. The other team is really bad. And uh, we can see how that one goes. But uh, obviously – the results from the Hornets really just don't don't inspire a whole lot of confidence that they can cover that. So I'm with you there. The we will move on. The Dallas Mavericks are in Miami to take on the Heat. Miami is a two point favorite here. Over under I'm seeing is two thirty. These the Miami Heat we we note pretty consistently throughout the year that they have been an absolute juggernaut at home. They're two, uh, excuse me, 23 and four straight up and 18 and nine 
against the spread at home. But there's a massive but right now. And that is that they have been really bad recently. Really bad. Losing on their home court to the Timberwolves of all teams. Losing in Cleveland to the Cavaliers. Losing in Atlanta. I mean, this is... The Heat are three and seven in their last ten, one and four in their last five, and their defense has been atrocious. Just ugly. 24th in, in defensive rating on the year. Net rating of minus one and a half in this five-game stretch. And now all of a sudden... The Dallas Mavericks, who are boasting a top-five offensive rating in the last five games, who have Luka Doncic, who have won two games in a row, and are, oh, by the way, they're really good on the road against the spread. They're 20-7-2 and on the road against the spread. The Miami home mystique is kind of like wearing off a little bit, even though the record in the season long says otherwise. This one's juicy, or at least it feels that way to me. Devin, what do you think, man? Yeah, so as you uh, so eloquently put it, um, having these two conflicting styles of, you know, ATS records, this is going to be – and records in general, this is going to be fun. Uh, You know, you – Talked about the Mavericks being really high up there as far as the offensive metrics go. Um, both these teams are known to be overs. Um, you know, so I think that's an angle I'm looking to take. Miami's top 10 in offensive rating as well. Um, they both play relatively quick. Dallas at seven on the pace of play ratings right now, and Miami at 11th. I want to dig a little more into effective field goal percentage and true shooting percentage to see exactly how they're putting the ball in the hoop. But if those percentages are high, I think you've got to jump on the over. Um, 230, you know, for these teams does not seem like all that much. One thing that I will point out, I know Lucas still has his thumb injury. Um, I'm seeing a question mark right now for him tonight, but, you know, chances are he's going to play. Uh, man, this is, uh, as far as a side, I think we just have a really great game on our hands. And um, two points is not that much. It's a single possession game. M- Miami's great at home. Dallas is great on the road. So it's just, um, it's going to be one of those games that I think is going to come down to late game execution. Uh, Carlisle and Spolstra have coached against each other a lot in the past, so they're familiar. Um, man, right now I'm leaning over the 229 and a half, 230. I, I can't put a finger on a side right now. Uh, I think whenever, um, Luka Doncic gets ruled in one way or the other, uh, it's probably going to obviously affect it. So I think he's going to play. So I would probably want to get the two and a half or two right now, um, versus when he's, uh, 100% ruled in, and that drops to like one and a half, uh, possibly even just a one-point game. So, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to this. This is one of the uh, – we have, I think, two more matchups tonight that are really great games, and this is a good good one right here. Yeah, it's absolutely. On paper, just look, look. let's hope that Doncic can play because obviously that's a major factor 
in this line. And I'm just assuming that he's going to be in. He does have a questionable tag, but I don't like to my recollection, it didn't sound like the injury was serious. But um, you never know. They might, they could play it safe, but I don't think that that's really Dallas and Rick Carlisle's style. Do we know if this is the front end of a back-to-back for them? Because he gets a little weird when it's back-to-backs. Um, more so on the second game than the first, but... Um, we can certainly look at that. We can. The, um, I, don't, I don't know if that is going to be the case because it looks like that their next game is on... Yes, it's on Sunday, so it is okay. not, it's not a back-to-back. So right. they have a back-to-back Sunday and Monday. All right. So this isn't a back-to-back situation, but this is a, a you know, a, a kind of minor-ish road trip for the Mavericks. So you never know. There might be some random shenanigans mixed in there. And obviously these teams are a lot different than what they were when they played on the 14th of December, but they combined for 240 points back when they played then. And both of them shot midland percentages, you know, 44.6%, 42.9%. So, um, you know, they put the ball in the hoop somehow, 17 yep. for 44 from deep for Dallas and 16 or uh, 40 for Miami. So I dig uh, the overplay. I really do because Miami's defense has been garbage. I, I like, you know, obviously, again, it comes down to Luka playing or not, but this feels, you know, like a, like a strong overplay. I like a lean on, on Dallas, again, pending Luka's health. But uh, we, again, as always – Check us out on Twitter later for our official plays. Moving on, we have got the Sacramento Kings in Memphis to take on the Grizzlies. The line here is four in favor of the home Memphis Grizzlies. Over under uh, is, is appears like it's 229 and a half. Uh, I think it's off in certain places, but um, yeah, 229 is what I'm seeing in, in this one. So, there is, as, as Devin loves, he loves his recency. And there is a very recent game in Sacramento, 129 to 125. The Kings beat the Grizzlies. This was a week ago in Sacramento. And now we can see if the Grizzlies can return the favor. Memphis has been a darling of ours here at Today in Sports Betting, but Kind of not recently. They've they've hit a little bit of the skids as of late. But on the season, they've been very generous uh, at home. 17 and 12 at home against the spread. The Kings, you know, we like to mock the Kings just because, yeah, they're the Kings and, you know, Brewski's our overlord. But at the same time, they are a 19 and 12 team against the spread on the road. So a little bit of conflicting information there. We have you know, some recency that the Kings, you know, beat the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies haven't exactly been playing great, um, really taking some brutal losses recently to the Rockets, to the Clippers, Lakers. Yeah, they're, they're down four in a row, um, and they're struggling to hang on to their eighth spot. Uh, but we also know that the over is something that we could potentially expose here. Devin, talk to me, dude. Yeah, so like you said, some really recent bias here. Um, I really, really need to see what's going to happen with uh, De'Arian Fox. He didn't play last night, but holy cow, did you see how they got out and out of the gates against the Thunder? 
Yeah, it was um, ridiculous. Um, Thunder ended up coming back to win, obviously, but not cover. It was seven and a half. But, man, they uh, I happened to check the score a couple times and was completely shocked um, without Fox. So, Kings have been covering lately. In their last ten, they're seven and three against the spread, three and two on the road. Uh, Memphis in their last ten, you know, they've had two home games in there, uh, a lot of road games. So they're two and six on the road, ATS. But at home, they're still two and zero oh in this uh, ten game stretch. So, uh, you know, they're they're going to be without Jaron Jackson Jr. and Brandon Clark uh, for a couple weeks. So I think that's just going to hurt a lot. Uh, Sacramento's been finding uh, the bottom of the net a lot lately. They are um, up to 10th in the offensive ratings for the last five games. And, um, you know, Memphis has kind of fell really, really low. Um, They're 25th in the offensive ratings. And so, you know, it's just a little bit of uh, opposite ends of the spectrum here for both teams as far as, uh, the direction they're going. Uh, defensively, Memphis is all the way down to 27th. Sacramento's at 17th. So um, I really don't have a strong opinion or pool on one side as far as the under or over goes. But just from recency and what I've seen out of these ball clubs lately and the health, um, you know, they're both pretty unhealthy. But I think Memphis is missing more pieces, like key pieces right now that they haven't been without for quite some time. You know, Sacramento's been used to having guys like Rashawn Holmes and Marvin Bagley out. You know, they've, they've been without those guys for a while. These new injuries for Memphis, I think, are going to take more of a toll. Sacramento's been scoring the ball really well. And, um, you know, both teams shot 50% from the floor last time they played and uh, just a, less than a week ago, I think, about a week ago. I don't think that's going to happen again. So I think some points are going to be shaved off. Uh, but Sacramento is a better offensive club. Memphis is not defending that great right now. So I'm going to lean Sacramento plus four. Um, you know, it's not official play, but just based off what I'm seeing as far as a, a good offensive metric goes, Sacramento is going to be in a better position to cover the points than Memphis is, in my opinion. Memphis just really doing a lousy job putting the ball in the basket. 29th yeah. in the league in true shooting over their last five. They are, just, they are struggling, struggling, struggling to score the ball. And like you said, just the losses of Jackson and Clark have really put a dent into that team. Um, you know, forcing John Morant to do more, forcing Valanciunas to do more. And it's, it's kind of thrown them out of their game a bit. So, yeah, struggling to score. Um, you know, despite the 254 that was put up in the last matchup, yeah, we, we could see that um, this one could change pretty significantly. So keep posted. We will, again, make our official plays later on. We will move on to the Oklahoma City Thunder at Milwaukee to take on the Bucks. The juggernaut Bucks are a – Ten and a half point favorite over under two twenty nine, and it's pretty crazy that just how good the Bucks are, that they are a double digit point favorite over a team as good as the Thunder. The Thunder, like, let's not take anything away from the Thunder from that line. The Thunder have won five in a row. They look great. 
beating and the they cover on the road. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt, Josh. No, no, no. That's quite all right. Just they've they have looked great. They they've beaten anyone from like the teams they should beat, like the Bulls, to the Kings, to fringe playoff contenders like the the, the Pelicans and Spurs, to to really good teams like the Nuggets. Yeah, they're, they're doing it all, and but then again, it is the freaking Bucks, and they are on a historical pace right now. They are just destroying everything in their wake, and the, the, there's a double-digit line because the Bucks just went into Toronto and beat the Raptors by 11. So, Devin, just is this line just? too much for you does it feel right are are we is there any chance that we're afraid of betting on Giannis and his buckaroos this uh man this is the second game that I was prefacing to as far as great matchups that oh man this is um this is gonna I think rack a few handicappers brains out there because you have this great road team as far as against the spread goes, uh, you know, in Oklahoma City. You're 38, or I'm sorry, um, 21 and 6 on the road as far as covering the spread. And Milwaukee's only 17 and 12 at home covering the spread. Uh, 10 and a half. I mean, that's, you, they're going to have to beat them by 11 points. And like you said, Oklahoma City's playing really well right now. It's just the Bucks. It, it's that's the only way you can put yeah. it. It's it's so hard to you know wrap your mind around it any other way. I mean, we saw what I mean. It's Philadelphia, and Philadelphia does what they do on the road. So it's probably not a fair comparison. But we saw what they did to them. You know, it was like they were up six, and then they were up thirty, um, out of nowhere. Yeah. And you know, one thing that I have a good feeling about though is Oklahoma City's second in offensive metric right now as far as uh, the last five games go. They are, you know, uh, number fourth is a net rating, so two spots ahead of the Bucks. And, you know, like you said, they've played some competition. They've, they've had their uh, Western Conference battles. They've gone and beaten the teams they should have beaten. Um, they beat Denver by 12. They lost to Boston by one. So, you know, it's, it's some uh, tried and true battle tests here for the Thunder. And like you mentioned, I love my recency bias. And this is way, 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 ways ago. Um, I mean, it was November. But, you know, the Thunder were fake, uh, dogs by nine points at home against the Bucks, And they only lost by two. And we know that the Thunder don't perform that great at home versus what they do on the road. As of right now, I have to lean the Thunder just because it's so many points, who they are on the road, how they're playing, what the metrics are saying. And hopefully I can get another hook or a full point because right now 62% of the money that I'm seeing uh, from the public markets is coming in on Milwaukee. So if I can get this up to 11, 11 and a half, I'll feel even better about it. But don't be shocked if Milwaukee wins by 15. <laughs> I just, uh... I, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it's just, Milwaukee has a way of just, just 
grinding you down that even though, you know, you, you could play great ball and hang with them for, you know, two, three quarters and all just all of a sudden Giannis can go ham and, you know, Middleton can start just knocking things down. Lopez can nail them from deep. It's just, yeah. and, and the team, and, and also just their bench is so strong and, and it can really outlast other teams' benches. And I think that's probably where this game might be won and lost um, just with bench scoring. At the same time, I, I, I'm with you. It's hard for me to really lay down double-digit points against a team playing as well and that has that the offensive firepower that the Thunder possess right now. I really think that this is going to be a, a fantastic game to watch. I, I'm really loving the over in this one, but – you know, just that—that's just me. We'll, uh, again, I, I'm a broken record, but we'll make our official plays on Twitter. Uh, it's going to be a great game, but I'm with you on the lean on the game for for the Thunder. I'm 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 a lean on the uh, the over, um, but we will again. We'll make that official, but it should be a really fun one. I'm excited about it. We <laughs> will we'll move to a much less exciting game. Um, well, beyond the fact that Zion's playing, the Cleveland Cavaliers are in New Orleans to take on the Pelicans. The Pels are 11 and a half point favorites in this one over under 237. And like we said, this is just Zion, another game for him to put on a, a ma- massive show there. The, the Pelicans have been all right recently. They've uh, were six and four in their last 10. And, uh, and, and really the, the Cavs haven't been that bad either come to think of it on the season though the Cavs on the road they're 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 not bad 14 and 12 on the road the Pelicans at home uh, 15 and 13 Uh, but really this is kind of a more locked and loaded uh, Pelicans team and with the Grizzlies kind of slipping it's it's leaving an opening for someone to kind of come in and the Pelicans are playing well enough uh, as a whole that they might be able to come in and make a play. Their their most recent loss uh, was to the Lakers. They did play them tough, but it is the Lakers and, and kind of hard to fault them there. But this is a, a game that the Pelicans should look to win. If they want to be a serious playoff team, they got to beat the Cavs on their home court. The only problem is, is that they might have a little bit of a look ahead because after the Cavs come to visit, Oh, by the way, they get the Lakers all over again. I'm sure they have some revenge on their minds. So maybe a little bit of a narrative play, maybe not, uh, especially because this is a pretty significant line that we have to swallow. And, you know, even as well as the Pelicans are playing, and even though the playoffs are in reach, it's still the Pelicans we're talking about, a sub-500 team giving up double-digit points at home to a team that's been playing much better of late. So, Devin, do you have a preferred play in this one? Before you answer, I should say that Andre Drummond remains out of this one for the Cavaliers. I'm not sure if that really makes too much of a difference because he hasn't really kind of been the same since coming over in the trade. But maybe it does affect you one way or another. Let me know. Yeah, so I have really no true opinion on this game. Um, 12 points is a lot. We've talked a lot about big spreads this slate, it seems like. and. Um, I'm going to try to not tango with too many of those. So I'm probably going to go ahead and back off of this game. Um, I, I could see New Orleans getting it done, 
But, um, you know, Cleveland actually has been covering and covered on the road recently. Two and one in their last three road games against spread. And uh, on the season, like you mentioned, they're, you know, above 500 as far as covering with one push. Um, and five and one in their last six against uh, the spread on the road. So, you know, it's a lot of points. New Orleans is healthy, however. Um, being without Drummond definitely hurts Cleveland, even if he's not the same. I mean, he still does lead the league in rebounding, so he's going to get you extra possessions with his offensive boards. And, um, you know, two or three extra possessions a game, you know, that's um, – you know, you could potentially lose, you know, six to eight points easily right there. So, you know, I look at New Orleans with a soft lean at getting this done, and uh, I I don't see a lot of money coming in on Cleveland, So, and I don't expect it to. So I think this 12 is going to maybe inflate even more. So if you have interest in this line, which I particularly don't, if you have some stones and you want to roll with it, then I think you got to get New Orleans at 12 right now because I believe it'll probably rise even more throughout the day. But for me personally, I am not playing it. Can I be a little contrarian here? Yeah, go for it. The Cleveland Cavaliers in their last five are a top 10 team in offensive rating, 113.1. Now, granted, the, Pel- the Pelicans are sixth in that Mm -hmm. span as well. The Cavs are sixth in the league in effective field goal percentage. The Cavs are seventh in true shooting. The other thing is, is that, well, the pace is that they've been faster. They're not like, they haven't been as, as, as slow as they have been only 22nd, but net rating over their last five games has been plus 4.8 for the Cavs. 11th on defense. 11th on defense as well. We talked about potentially there, there being a dead cat bounce with John Beeline out. And it seems like this team has responded somewhat because they've won two in a row. They've actually won four in their last five. And they haven't beaten Patsies either. Their, their two most recent wins have come against Miami and against Philadelphia. <laughs> the Sixers, yeah. Okay, so a double-digit line for me with the Cavs doing this and pretty much shedding the, the elephant in the room, I don't know, they've got nothing to lose. they got nothing to lose, and they're playing a Pelicans team that might be looking at their next game. I don't know, man. Just I, I, I feel you like about the Pelicans, but I'm looking at this. I'm like, this feels like a trap. It feels like a trap. So yeah, I wish I would have looked at those metrics a little closely before. Uh, before I so like, let's just call it because I, I, we don't want. I don't want to hang on the game too long. But let's just call it. We're going to be undecided right now. Absolutely. And I yeah. think that we will we'll look at this, revisit it again. Uh, and again, we'll make our official play, but just there's some really, really diverging metrics here. I wouldn't sleep on the Cavs because I think it's just Vegas looking at a season-long uh, you know, total and just going with that versus, versus some, more, some more recent events because the Cavs have low-key been much better recently 
So I don't want to discount that on a double digit line. So I'm, I'm approaching that with some caution. So we will, we'll move on. The Detroit Pistons are in Phoenix to take on the Suns. The line here is seeing it at six and a half right now in favor of the Suns. Over under is 222. The Pistons, as we know, have kind of mailed in the season. It's, uh, it's been a rough go. They've lost seven in a row. At the same time, the Suns haven't really been faring much better. Uh, having lost uh, their last one to the Clippers on their home court, I mean, obviously, we can't compare the Clippers and the Pistons, but also at the same time, they have, may have lost Kelly Oubre for the year. Um, and that is not good for them, and obviously, and, and their offense. So, I don't know. It, it it's, seems like a pretty big line to have to lay. The Pistons, you know, look, they're, they're – Obviously not great, but they have been trying to play a bit tough even in their stretch. You know, some tough losses to the Trailblazers and Magic, uh, as well as the the Knicks uh, during this stretch. So it's not as if they're not showing up, you know, but just some better teams are getting the best of them. But I don't think the Suns are one of those teams. So... What do we think? Is I, I don't I don't love this game at all, but uh, maybe you do, uh, Devin. You do you have an opinion either which way? I hate betting against or on or anywhere near the Suns. Um, I don't see anything in here that I like. Teams recently did play Detroit one outright, being a three point dog. I don't think Phoenix has any business laying this seven and a, you know this. Six and a half, seven point line. You know, yeah, it's seven it's, and a half now. Seven Sorry. and a half. Now. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a lot. <clears throat> Excuse me. I mean, how does a team like you know lose by ten to the Clippers and then beat Utah by twenty? Yeah. And then you know lose to uh, Detroit and Brooklyn and then you know beat Houston by almost thirty. You know, it's just they're so. Finicky, there's so you, you just don't know ever what you're going to get now with the Uber being out. I mean, that's obviously going to hurt him, so then that would help the campaigning side of the Pistons in this game. But you know, Detroit's terrible too, so it's yeah. um, I, I, I can't feel good about any any direction in this. Maybe, Let's, maybe, maybe I'll make this over. easy for you, Devin. Let's just stay the hell away from this one. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Just I don't want to be labor the point. That's a, it's a it's a bad line, bad teams. You know, let's move on. Uh, the Utah Jazz at home against the Washington Wizards. Jazz are ten and a half point favorites over under two thirty two and a half. And this is another puzzling one for me mm-hmm. uh, because the the Jazz have been atrocious. They've lost four in a row. They look like they cannot put the ball in the basket at times. Like they don't know what they're doing on offense. They don't and know they, what they're doing before the game. Did you see yeah. that whole starting lineup swap? No, what was that? So it came out, I think it was their last game that, uh, you know. Oh, is this with Conley? Yeah, Quinn Snyder oh, decided yeah, to yeah, bench yeah, Conley yeah. and then. He's like, no, you know what? I'm not benching you. You're going to start. Oh, yeah, yeah, Ingles, yeah. You're, you're going to the bench. and So, yeah, it's 
they're in a weird spot right now, I think, and they know it. Yeah, they they're they got a lot to overcome. In the meantime, the Wizards have blown multiple fifty point efforts from Bradley <laughs> Beal, but have come back to beat the Nets. So, a for effort, they took the Bucks to OT. They, you know, they're they're trying. They're not out of the playoff picture, and they are still going to put their best efforts out there. The way the Jazz have been playing, and it, you know, I, I just don't think that they deserve to be laying ten and a half to anyone right now. That's just my opinion. Uh, just them as a basketball team. The Wizards are again. We know they're a fast-paced team. They can put the ball in the basket. It's, you know, it's just a matter of if Utah can do the same. Devin, is the, do you have an opinion on this e- either which way? I like the Wizards getting this many points. Yeah, it, maybe it, maybe I, it's, I was thinking for a second, like, is this like, like, why is this so odd? Like how? I mean, for, for Pete's sake, like, Utah is 25th in net rating over the last five. Yeah, Washington, as we know, you know, they've been putting the ball in the hoop. So – um, and we thought that Utah was this defensive club, but you know they're terrible. They're third or yeah, second to last. Uh, or I'm sorry, they're 28th in their defensive ratings. Um, Washington is actually top 10 in their last five. And as we've said, you know they've played some games where they should have won. You know, losing outright to Chicago and Cleveland in back to back sets so that doesn't look that great. But they took care of business against the Knicks, and then the first time they played the the Bulls. And, you know, of course, they had that one-point victory against the uh, Mavericks on that late tip-in. But, you know, taking Milwaukee to overtime, I think that gave them a lot of confidence, only losing by, you know, one one possession. I I don't understand how Utah is this big of a favorite right now. And it maybe – it makes me feel a little, like, scared, fishy, you know. It's like – well, does Vegas know something that we don't? Is Utah right. going to win this game by 20? But I, I, it, it's hard to imagine that that's going to happen with how efficient this Washington offense has been playing lately. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, it, they're, really, they're starting a West Coast road trip, but, like, I, I still don't know. I mean, I, I get it. West Coast road trips are, are never fun for any team, but – I, I mean, of all places to start, they're starting against a reeling jazz team right now. Um, you know, you know how I love my recency bias. Mm-hmm. Washington and Utah just played on the twelfth uh, in January, mm-hmm. and Utah won by twelve or eleven. Oh. So maybe there's some cut and paste uh, line placement here. Could be and that was Utah on the road, so yeah. they went into Washington and took care of business there. Two they teams only, that really, yeah, they don't really see each other that frequently. So yeah, hmm. both of them shot above 50%. Um, don't think Utah's going to be doing that this game. No. Just based off their recent performances. Give me the points with Washington. I think this is one of the more easier ones of the night. I'll probably end up regretting it, but I'm feeling confident about it right now. It's just, it's, a, it's weird to see that many points being Agreed. given to a team playing pretty good right now. Agreed. Let's wrap this bad boy up. Denver is in Los Angeles to take on the Clippers. The Nuggets are giving six to the home Clippers over under 219. Another should be 
fun basketball game between the Nuggets and Clippers. These two teams, two of the best in the league, they need to fight each other for playoff position. I don't really have a feel on this one, to be perfectly honest with you, Devin, because, you know, two teams that can really go either which way here. Uh, Both teams playing reasonably well. Uh, Both teams kind of, you know, in that, that middle split between being a, you know, having a lean one way or another against the spread at home versus on the road. They're both slightly above 500. So it's kind of a wash. Um, Six points kind of feels like a big number, but at the same time, you know, it doesn't feel that big. Um, Still should be a great game. I don't know how we feel if I, you know, gun to my head, I'd say I, I would, I would, you know, take the points with the nuggets, but, I don't know. Could be wrong. What do you got on this one? Yeah, you know, I, I'm probably going to be in the same boat as you are there. Um, I usually don't like going with Denver against the spread because they've just not been that great this year on. I mean, they're right around 500, but there's been stretches in the season where they've gone like 0 for 10 in 10-game stretches against the spread. And, um, you know, in their last 10-game stretch, however, they are 6-4. and four. Um, three and two on the road, but also the Clippers are three and two at home in their last five home games against spread. So it's kind of just, this is going to be another really good matchup here. You know, I think it's going to come down to a possession game and um, in games like that, you know, with these two high caliber teams, I I think you got to take the points, especially with a club that's pretty good defensively like Denver. Um, so, I mean, without being long drawn and long winded about it, uh, Denver with the points is pretty enticing. And, um, from what I'm seeing right now, a lot of the public, it's looking like 54%. They're backing Denver right now. So that number could shrink a little bit. It should be a fun one. I, yeah, I, it's, but I think it's, I think it'll be a close game. I think this is one of those, it'll come down to the final possession. So in that case, yeah, let's do that. But we shall see, as always. And we will remind everyone, once again, at Hoopball Gaming on Twitter. That is where we will make our official plays. I am at Josh Millman. Devin is at D-A-L-E-E-L-L-I-E-007 on Twitter. Hit us all up. It'll be fun. We'll chat. And don't forget to uh, reach out to the folks at mybookie.ag. Use the promo code today. Up to $1,000 in match on your initial deposit. So head on over there, people. And let's not forget, it is, we need like theme music. It's Mid-Majors Friday! (laughs) Devin, I I am not nearly as big in college hoops as you are. You are our NCAA ace. Tell us who you got. I'm assuming there's a Yale game somewhere in here. But let me know. Let me know where your head's at on Mid Major Friday. Well, you know, you know, you know me so well. Um, there is a yell game. Yes. Uh, that that this one's a little easy. Um, they haven't covered their last two, so I'm gonna just continue going to the well because I'm not a smart man. But <laughs> this Yale team, you know, they're still top uh, three in the country. Top, uh, actually, I think they moved to four. 
But top five, to be safe. Top five in the country as far as spread percentage. You know, they, they beat teams and they cover, uh, except for their last two. But they're playing a Penn team who came in, uh, who they went to Penn and uh, lost against the last time they played. And that was a little bit of an anomaly. Uh, of an anomaly. Excuse me, I can't talk. And, um, you know, Yale shot really bad, like 36%, and that's not like them. They're an efficient team. They uh, only hit seven of their 27 threes. They didn't get steals like they normally do. And, uh, you know, I think it was just a fact of them being a little sluggish. Um, so the Ivy League is the only conference in all of college ball that does back-to-backs. They play Friday and they play Saturday. And if I remember right, this was the second leg of a back-to-back last time these two teams played. So Yale, being at home, first game of uh, the weekend, they're going to be a little bit more revenge-driven. They're eight-point favorites at home. I look at them to win by at least 11. And uh, looking at them to uh, even the series against the Pennsylvania Quakers. So give me Yale minus eight. And then my favorite bet of the night is going to be out in the MAAC. So that's going to be Monmouth. I love this Monmouth team. They're not going to make the tournament, but they're fun. They're playing Ryder. They're on the road. They're getting three and a half points. Uh, well, that's what I locked it in at. Um, it's at three right now, which I still like. But the uh, the MAAC dogs this year are so good. They have a cover percentage of like 68%. Um, and I've just been riding this trend lately where if I see a uh, MAAC um, conference game and I see a team that I'm com- comfortable with and familiar with, and I just – and I see that they're getting points, I just – punch that in and uh, it's worked out for me especially with this Monmouth team Uh, maybe even some value on the money line Uh, they've won me some decent clams and uh, I'm just going to keep rolling with them Uh, they have really good defensive metrics as far as matching up against Ryder Um, so I I look for them to get the job done defensively Uh, stay really close Uh, it'll probably be a one or two point game but I think Monmouth can even win it so uh, let's roll out Monmouth plus three, if you're lucky enough, plus three and a half, and Yale minus eight. I love mid-major Friday. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. Um, there, we teased this a little bit, but we will, we're going to start talking a little bit about baseball because baseball season's right around the corner. We obviously want to try to continue to grow today in sports betting. We continue throughout all seasons. So I want to just – look, I'm not a big game-to-game expert. Obviously, we, we're, we're looking for people who are. Um, so if, if you are and you're interested, hit us up. Let's talk. You know, but I do follow baseball on the season. I also do play fantasy baseball. So I kind of have a feel as to – you know, what's going on around the league. And I want to just throw, you know, my hat in the ring a little bit. So I, I let's, you know, let's look at futures. Why not? Let's talk about the season as a whole. We'll do this. And, and I'll, I guess I'll tease out, Devin, like what we can do on the next show. So, uh, you know, let's talk about who we think could win the World Series. Who, if we uh, 
couple of spare dollars, who are some of the dark horses that we could potentially bet on to win the World Series? And then what we'll do is we'll do like what Dan and Neil do with the NBA in the offseason. You know, when, they, when it's offseason and fantasy season's gearing up, they'll talk about who they might want to, you know, put some money on to win like prop bets like MVP or Cy Young, or at least for basketball, like MVP, Rookie of the Year, so on and so forth. Um, so why don't we do the same thing? with baseball. So I'll give a couple thoughts on what I'm looking at from a world series perspective and Devin, feel free to chime in. Uh, but you know, right now the odds on favorites to meet in October are the Yankees and Dodgers Yankees are seven to two uh, Dodgers three to one um, coming in right behind them are the Astros, despite the scandal at nine to one, the Braves, are also nine to one, but there's a slew of teams behind them that could make some noise. And so I'm going to pick one from the AL and, and another from the NL that, you know, are kind of flying under the radar, I'd say, uh, but could, you know, end up making a little bit of noise to finish the year. I'm going to, you know, if I had just a couple of dollars right now, I'm looking at one team in the National League that's going off at 40 to 1. And they were a team that won 89 games last year. That's the Milwaukee Brewers. They don't have a whole lot of great starting pitching, but their bullpen's really good. And they were able to scrap together a whole bunch of wins because their offense was an absolute juggernaut. The thing is, is that it could be again. Obviously, they've got an MVP caliber player in Christian Yaleth. And, you know, but their lineup has very few holes in it. And it's really good. So I, I would imagine that they're going to be able to score a lot of runs again. The NL Central is pretty wide open. So why couldn't they break through? And all it takes is really kind of one of their starting pitchers to break through and stay healthy. Could be Woodruff. Could be Josh Lindblom. You never know. So I, you know, I, I do like this team to score a lot of runs. Their outfield is still really good. I think they have a lot of good MLB depth on them so they can, you know, recover if any of their top guys get injured for a bit of time. I think they have a, a really great, you know, Potential sophomore year bounce in a guy like Kesson Hiria uh, at second base. So uh, I, I like them. 40 to 1, that seems like a pretty, a pretty nice play for me. In the AL, I'm going to, you know, there was probably a little bit of, I guess, I, I guess like negative press, if you would say, at the start of the year. But Another team that where they're, they play in a really lousy division, they still have a lot of stars. There were players in trade rumors. There was a former star who got shipped out. That's the Cleveland Indians. And the Indians right now are 30-1 to 1 to win the World Series. But their competition in the AL Central is kind of all over the map. The White Sox, who are young but unproven. The Royals are bad. The, the Twins, you know, I don't know if they're, they're for real or not. It could be that the Indians could just have lost a step last year, but 
they get guys back like Lindor and Jose Ramirez and could surprise again. But it wouldn't be surprising if it just, you know, they were able to win that division by almost default. And even though they've lost Corey Kluber, they still have really good top of the rotation pitching and Shane Bieber and, and Mike Clevenger. So I like them. Those are my two kind of dark horses for the series, the Cleveland Indians, as well as the Milwaukee Brewers. Devin, do you have any baseball opinions or what do you think, man? Yeah, I do. I love baseball. It's uh, something I grew up with uh, here in the, you know, baseball's un- universal, global, but you know, in the Midwest, you know, Oklahoma, we, we didn't have professional teams or anything. So um it you know you had to latch on where you could watch a lot of wgn as a kid so i love baseball uh it's kind of been my blood i played it when i was three all the way through high school so um some futures tickets that i actually have already placed and uh i did one for the american league pennant and that was the oakland athletics i like it plus 1500 um you know it's it's you know, it, it's not going to go make you a new 401k or anything, but, you know, it's – I like this blue-collar style of team that they play with. Um, you know, the defense that they have out there, sneaky rotation, really decent bullpen. They could improve on it for sure. Uh, they got some kids in the farm system. Um I'm looking at them to, you know, maybe be a little bit more fueled by the Astros thing because they're in that division. And, you know, let's be honest, the Angels really aren't going to do it. They, they never do. You know, they, they have these superstars. You know, they got Mike Trout. Um, you know, they, they, you know they, they always squander it. You know, they, they never put more talent together. They just have one or two guys and that's it. So, I look for them to maybe get the division. I look for them to match up against some decent teams in the playoffs and just kind of do what the Rays did last postseason and uh, scare a lot of folks with that weird style of play. And then I also got the Atlanta Braves to win the World Series at plus 1,400. You know, they lost Donaldson, but they gained Azuna. Um, We all have seen what their bats can do. Um, You know, Freddie Freeman's a staple at first base. They have great uh, depth as far as all the positions uh, on the diamond as well as with their arms. You know, they got some aces out there. So um, Soroka, you know, I I look at him to continue his dominance. Um, So, yeah, I like those two. And then just glancing over some other long shot odds so I don't sound completely chalky. I really like your Cleveland and Milwaukee picks. and then I also want to throw in there maybe, um, you know, I just recently talked about them, but uh, uh, Tampa Bay, you know, it's just yeah. they got that weird um, style of play. I, you know, maybe some teams start catching on, but I, I, I don't see that happening. It, it's just going to be, um, you know, a team that is just like a meat grinder, you know. They, they churn out so many arms and uh, – they're, they're smart hitters, you know. They, they put the ball in play when they need to, where they need to. And, um, you know, it's a very analytical-driven uh, ball club, and it worked for them last year. And I think it could definitely continue into this season. 
But I really like that Cleveland take for you. I'm probably going to take their win uh, over wins uh, to over win totals for the season. I think they're at um, 80. Uh, I got it right here. 85 and a half. Yeah. And being in that division, I think Minnesota's going to regress a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think you're going to see that um, hit for sure. Yeah, it's. I mean, Kansas City's going to be bad. Detroit's going to be bad. That division is pretty. You know pretty wide open at the top but the but the twins and white Sox are fairly unproven and the indians still like i said have a loaded lineup have great arms you know to start with so i I like them to potentially walk in um so yeah even if that's just an al play that could be um that could be a nice one i i just went for like the longer shots i love the the i love the braves and the a's play that you made there because I really do like those teams as well but I wanted to go for some some longer odds there so that's why I did it and so here's uh, I'm going to give us some homework and this is something like I said that Dan and Neil do you know in the NBA offseason they look at things like MVP rookie of the year in the NBA I want us to do the same thing let's look at you know for our next show we're going to go into you know Cy Young MVPs most home runs, that type of thing. And we're going to have 10 per $10. And we're going to put 10 per $10 on some players who we think will end up being league leaders, MVPs, Cy Young, etc. So Devin and I are going to have some homework. We'll bring that to you next week, fresh ahead of the MLB season. And again, if you guys are baseball fans, hit us up. Uh, we'll talk more about that throughout the season. And again, we are today in sports betting. If you like what you hear, leave us a review at your wherever you're listening to this podcast. We would love the feedback. And again, follow us on Twitter at Hoopball Gaming. That's where we place all of our official bets, uh, or at least make our official bets. We do that at mybookie.ag. And again, sign up using the promo code today. Uh, and that is it for all of us for this Friday, February 28th. Enjoy the weekend, Hoopballers. Uh, Devin, any parting words? Uh, Good luck and happy weekend, guys. Thanks, Hoopballers. We'll talk soon. This has been a Hoopball presentation. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.